Hello, disciple-making friends. Scott Sullivan here, Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I'm the Discipleship Catalyst and super excited today to uh, talk about some disciple-making practices and really just glean from wisdom from one of my favorite new people that I've met since I've come to Georgia, uh, Dr. Bill Wilkes. Bill is the founder, CEO, El Presidente of D-Life. And man, I'm just telling you, he's making a difference across Georgia. Has, uh, and he's going to be sharing some of that today, just about these groups, these cohorts that he's setting up across Georgia that are helping people and churches become disciple makers, disciple making churches. Now, uh, Bill is the lead pastor also, not just this ministry of D-Life, but he's the lead pastor at North Park Baptist Church in Trustville, Alabama. So we, uh, we appreciate him being in the third world country of Alabama and yes. coming to share some wisdom with God's people here in Georgia but Bill, we are, man. We're excited Thank to you. have you. And friends, if you're just joining us, we're so excited to have you. And we want to make sure that we can give you some free resource like we do every broadcast. Uh, if you will make sure that you put where you're watching from in the comments below. We want to know where that is. And my assistant will be pulling a name randomly from the hat. And uh, we are going to be sending you a pile of resources. But we can't do that if you don't put a comment below <laughs> here. So make sure that you do that today. And I would just say this as well, uh, Bill, I know at your church, what you guys do to support the cooperative program and, and Tim Smith is gonna be leading our discussion today, one of our incredible consultants in the Northwest region of Georgia. We're able to do this because of the cooperative program, because mm -hmm. of our churches that are giving to that. And sometimes people don't understand that when they give to the cooperative program, just the incredible fingers of ministry that are going out from maybe their church, but they're touching and doing ministry, not just in their local context, but in their state, the nation, and abroad. So thank you so much for what you do give into cooperative program for sure. So Dr. Tim Smith, yeah. the GOAT of Sunday School Discipleship <laughs> in Georgia, man, thank you for leading our discussion today. I'm going to hand it off to you, buddy. Thank you, Scott. And again, uh, let me just say, put put your name and where you are uh watching this from so that you can be uh, entered in the possibility of winning some of that free stuff. Uh, we are talking with my friend Bill Wilkes today, and I first met Bill uh, years ago at a conference at Mid-America Seminary, and I, I think that was a, uh, didn't know it then, but was an incredible um, uh, gathering and impact in my life and also in the life of Georgia Baptist because that's where I first got to know Scott Sullivan and uh, and hear uh, what he was doing in his church through discipleship and then met Bill and I had been wanting to find something that would help me not just a curriculum but a resource that would help me in my personal uh, discipleship uh, and and I wanted something simple but I wanted something that was bible-based and I, I, I found this in a seminar that, that Bill was doing called Living the D-Life. And I have been using this ever since in my personal devotion. And then with numerous groups, uh, I've led pastors groups, um, finishing up a group right now of about uh, 13 pastors that are meeting every Monday morning. And so this is a great tool. And so I'm glad, Bill, I'm glad you're here. This is uh, exciting. And I want to encourage right. folks to, to do this. So let's jump into it and talk about uh, living the D-life. I've heard you talk about the the Aaron's calf approach to discipleship. Uh, what, what, what is that? What is Aaron's calf's approach 
to discipleship. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Tim and Scott. It's an honor to be with you. I love you both, and y'all are doing an awesome job leading in the discipleship movement in Georgia, and I think there's a real movement going on there. But, uh, you know, we, we hear a lot about church revitalization, um, a topic trendy at most conferences today, but a lot of pastors say I attended a session about church revitalization, and I really didn't leave with anything tangible uh, to take with me. But let's be honest, if we're, if, we're gonna, if we're truly going to see church revitalization, we've got to build a disciple-making culture in our church. And, you know, I think a lot of churches have, Tim, what I call uh, an Aaron's calf approach to discipleship. And what I mean by that is, you remember the story of Moses and Aaron, and they led the children out of Egypt, the children of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness, and Moses went up on Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, and when he was there, uh, the children grew restless because he was gone for a long time, and they said, Aaron, you know, we don't know what's become of Moses. We need you to make us a guide to lead us out of the wilderness, so, you know, Aaron took their gold earrings, and he fashioned and made a golden calf, and then they began to worship and dance around it, and when Aaron came down, when Moses finally came down from the mountain, uh, he, he was, the Bible says his anger burned hot when he saw the people dancing around the calf. And he approached Aaron and said, Aaron, wh what did these people do to you? And Aaron's excuse is as outrageous as it is humorous. Uh, it's the worst excuse I believe uh, I've ever heard. But uh, there in, in Exodus 32, 24, Aaron said, after he told Moses how the people gave the gold, he said, well, I just threw it in the fire and out came this calf. And I'm like, really, Aaron? I mean, come on, man. I mean, couldn't you do better than that? I mean, that has to be the worst excuse of all time. But unfortunately, many churches and church leaders make the kind of the same excuse. When we think about discipleship. Mm -hmm. We fire up our discipleship programs and we toss in the people with high hopes that out is going to out's going to come a disciple making believer. The problem is it seldom happens. Mm. And and I'm thinking, you know, we we've got to we've got to be able to do better than that. Yeah. There's got to be a a better way. Our so, Lord never commanded us to have discipleship programs, but He taught us how to have disciple making people. And, and the problem is we, in a lot of our churches, we've made an idol out of our programs. And that's true. That's so so how, how do we go from, how does a pastor or, or a ministry leader, how, how do we go from a discipleship program approach to really creating a disciple making culture in our churches? We have to do it very early uh, because any time of any type of transition, as you and Scott know, is, is a time of, um, you know, can be a tough time for churches, uh, especially when you think about the golden calf approach to discipleship. Sometimes we make idols out of our programs, and when you start messing with them, you know, it, it, it can cause trouble. So I, I would say first and foremost, if you're going to lead transition from a discipleship program to build a discipleship culture, number one, uh, pray it through you know, start praying about it, get some key leaders to pray with you. You're not the first pastor to want to see, build something new in your church. Uh, 
in, in Zechariah 4, 6, Ezra said to Zerubbabel, you know, this is the word of the Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And if we're going to build a disciple-making culture, it's not going to be by human ingenuity. You know, we've got to begin to pray. The second thing is unite your leaders. And Tim, it has to begin with the pastor. Mm. If you, a, a, a disciple-making culture will never be built unless you have a disciple-making pastor. That's right. The pastor has to lead the way. And unfortunately, I've been a pastor for over 30 years. In the vast majority of those, I'm ashamed to say I was not a disciple-making pastor. Uh, I preached great expository sermons, and I'm a decent preacher. But if we think that we can disciple people and make disciple makers from our preaching alone, you know, we're, we're, we're kidding ourselves. It, it requires being a true disciple maker. So you have to unite your leadership. You have to call as a pastor, lead the way, talk to your, your staff, talk to your deacons, talk to other key leaders in the church and help them understand the difference between a discipleship program having that and having disciple-making people and what, what a disciple-making culture is. And then the third thing, which is really important, is you've got to develop a process. You have to develop a process of disciple-making. And that's, uh, that's what D-Life is about. It's a process of how we equip and empower people to live a lifestyle of disciple making. So, so how, how is the disciple making process different from a program, discipleship program, or even a, a curriculum? So how, how is a process different than Bible study curriculum or program? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we have discipleship programs that, that, that teach people the Bible and of course, that's a part of discipleship that we, we cherish and love. There's nothing wrong with, with that. But in most of our churches, we're building, we're building lifelong learners of the Bible, not disciple makers. Mm. They continue to learn, but they never tr know how to make that transition to become a disciple maker as, as a way of life. And so when you talk about a disciple making uh, process, you're not talking about a program, you're talking about a lifestyle. So we're, we're trying to train people, common people, people that are not professional ministers, how to live a disciple-making lifestyle anytime, anywhere. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's not part of the program of the church, it becomes who you are. And so through this process, you're trying to build a, little, a literal army of, of people of all ages that uh, even, even teenagers can learn, and especially our senior adults who may be one of the greatest resources we have to be disciple makers. So you want to equip them and you want to empower them. And so that's what you're doing with the disciple uh, making process. You have a way to equip your people in a process that's modeled after Jesus. And then you have a way to empower them, which may be a tool that you put in their hands that make it a something that they feel like, okay, I can do this. It's doable. Yeah, I, I saw, I read something this week that said the primary responsibility of a pastor is not to make disciples, but to make disciple makers. Amen. Amen. 
Yes. That's a process. That's a disciple making process. So we use the term living the D life. So, so what, what does that mean to live the D life? Yeah. Well, it means it's simple. It means to live a lifestyle of disciple making. You know, when I came up with that title, I was just trying to think of a way to communicate that disciple making should not be a program. It should be a lifestyle. And so I'm a pastor, but I'm, I, I live a life of disciple making that is apart from the ministry of our church. It's something that I do because I'm a Christian. And someday when I retire from being a pastor, I will never quit making disciples. And so it's a lifestyle. And um, you think about Jesus, he, he didn't have a discipleship program. For him, it was a lifestyle. And he took 12 men and he taught them how to live that lifestyle. And then he multiplied them out to go train others how to live that lifestyle. And the early church did not have mm-hmm. uh, buildings, didn't have budgets. They didn't have cool bands or uh, robo lights or video walls. But what they had that we don't have is disciple making people. I mean, they they just started making disciples and, and then they would meet in a home till it filled up and they would go to another home. And they, it was a multiplying disciple making movement. And, and that's why I love living the D life. I, I love this because I've had, I've had guys in my group that are medical doctors that are, that are professionals yeah. that have the highest education. And then I've had the guys that never finished high school that mm-hmm. uh, just got out of jail um, just came to know the Lord. And, and now those two extremes are leading groups. And so it, it is a process that works. So what, what, what uh, services, what, what, how can you, how can D life help a, a, a church, uh, help a pastor and how do, how do they schedule those resources? Yeah. Well, the best way to, uh, to, to begin the process is, is you have to figure out, okay, where does this fit in the overall uh, model of the way we do ministry? And the great thing about D-Life is um, you can continue to do the great things that you're doing that are working for you and, and start letting those ministries kind of guide people into this process. And the best way to start, Tim, as you know, and you'd have been, you've been at a D-Life boot camp. My wife, Rondi, and I have led hundreds of D-Life boot camps for churches, associations. We've got three statewide Alabama boot camps coming up. And a boot camp is a four-hour training where we train uh, people how to live a lifestyle of disciple-making modeled after Jesus. If you were to look at the disciple-making process of Jesus, there are six practices fellowship, teaching, and prayer, ministry, multiplication, and accountability. And if you were to take the four gospels like I did and just read every passage dealing with Jesus' relationship to the disciples, you would find those same six things, I believe. And and, and here's the thing that breaks my heart. And most churches, now think about this, we don't have anything that resembles, that remotely resembles the relationship of Jesus and his 12 disciples. We have Bible studies. Most of the time they're lecture oriented and sometimes they're big. So 
So what we do in a boot camp is we try to help you develop a process that looks exactly like the relationship with Jesus and the 12 disciples. And we, we, we train you the process first, how, to, how we go back to making disciples and multiplying disciples as close as we possibly can to the way that Jesus did it. So if you were to sign up for D-Life, you get all the training materials. We have a student notebook and your church gets all those materials so that you as a pastor could train uh, your, your leaders. But a lot of churches have us come in and lead the first training, you know, to kind of see how it's done. So that's how you equip them. And then we have a tool that uh, we use that uh, is D-Life. And it can be all on your phone. It can be, uh, we have D-Life online. So if your church signed up, you would get four years of D-Life study guides for your discipleship groups. And, and the goal is, with those, through those four years, is, is you just read the Bible systematically. You read the, the first year, you read the New Testament, one chapter a day, five days a week. Uh, you write application points down from each chapter, we, treat, we, we have a way to show you how to do that, and then you discuss a story. It's all discussion-based, and then for those who don't uh, do online stuff well, we have the D-Life Journal. It's the same thing that's in the online, but we have four years, uh, two years of New Testament uh, and two years of Old Testament, and so that gives you four years of a tool for you to lead your D-group and then within those four years, uh, you, you multiply as, uh, as you have leaders that are ready to multiply out to lead new groups. I, I love Old Testament too. You know, spending a year in Psalms and Proverbs is great. Mm -hmm. um, Bill, uh, again, I just love this process. It's simple. Uh, uh, I, I love the, the, the taking one sheet of paper a week. I mean, it's not, we don't, you know, you showed the books. But, you know, sometimes we can overwhelm people with books. And I just use, uh, I, I take the, the one sheet for the week and I give that to the folks in my group. And so they don't get a big old book that, mm -hmm. that overwhelms them. They get a sheet of paper and, uh, and they read one chapter a day and they reflect on that. And then one of those passages that they read during the week is the focus of our discussion time during our group time. And I'm nothing more than the traffic cop. I mean, I don't do anything, you know, I got they're They're either praying it. They're telling it. They're summarizing. They're taking the prayer request. They're reading the passage and they're even leading the discussion. So mm -hmm. I'm, you know, by six months into it, they're ready. Yeah. They've already experienced uh, all there is to, to leading a group. Uh, they've done it all. And, uh, and I just love it because it is about, spiritual growth it's focused on god's word and it's geared toward multiplication as well as mission so uh, i appreciate you brother and thank you for um investing in my life oh. anything else you want to tell us about d life brother that we haven't covered uh well one other thing and it's very important is one of the things we cover in the d life training is the missional side of d life uh, you cannot disciple people in a classroom alone. You just can't do it. And Jesus didn't do it. Jesus took the 12 disciples with him uh, as he would minister to people and share the gospel. And then after they watched him do it, he, he let them go do it under his supervision. 
And so one thing that we train all of our discipleship groups to do, not only to do their Bible study, but to do six ministry projects a year outside the walls of the church. And that's missional projects where you uh, go to show the love of Christ in a practical way and you look for opportunities to share the gospel. And so that's just as much as, and it just as important part of the disciple making process as your Bible study is. So, you know, think about it. If you were a church and you could start, you launched 10 discipleship groups of three to five people, uh, then each one of those is trained to do six ministry projects a year outside the walls of your church. Well, just those 10 would do 60 ministry projects outside the walls of your church in one year. And if those 10 multiply to 20 within a year or two, then that's 120 ministry projects. And you see how that, that grows. So, so what you're doing is you're seeing your church grow spiritually because you're truly discipling your people in a process that cannot fail in spiritual growth. But through the ministry outside the walls and the multiplication, you're going to be, begin to see uh, the kingdom growth of conversion growth and uh, people that you're going to reach for the gospel of Christ. So those two things, it's, D-Life is simple, it's biblical, it's missional, the outside the walls, and it's reproducible. And yep. those are the, the four key elements that uh, I think, you know, set your disciple making process uh, on fire and are like Jesus. Thanks, Bill. And again, let me just encourage you as a pastor or a ministry leader to go to the website, livingthedlife.com and, and, and check it out. Um, uh, schedule a boot camp in your association, in your area, um, and, and begin this process. And, and you'll see an incredible difference in your church. Again, Bill, thank you for being with us today. Scott, I'm going to turn it back over to you, brother. Has been good. And Bill, I've been sitting here writing notes the entire time. One of my favorite things about these broadcasts is we're not just bringing people on here to talk. Everybody that's on here are people that we want to learn from. And I've got a whole pile of notes here. Matter of fact, the next book I write, I'm going to use Aaron's calf approach to discipleship. <laughs> I promise I'll give you credit, but I'm going to put it in there, man. I love that. They throw that sucker in the fire and it just came out. Hey, <laughs> no, I love it. But I have a, uh, Unfortunately, Bill, I've lived that. I, I did that in ministry for many years before I became a disciple maker. So thanks for bringing that up. And I do want to encourage you with one thing as well, because, you know, Tim and I, we're, we've had Robbie Gallaty on here with Replicate and Ken Adams with Impact and uh, Bill Hull and Jim Thomas with uh, Bonhoeffer Project. And, and what we're doing is you guys have um, a strand of impact that's happening really all over the world. So we're partnering with you guys. Some people look at us and say, man, why would, are, are these not competing ministries? And, and my immediate response is, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. We, our goal here at our, in our disciple making team is to strengthen churches through disciple making. That's what we wanna do. And so we want to partner with you. We want to make sure that people who are interested, and I know you are, we're going to be dropping uh, your information, um, ways they can contact you, information about D-Life, all of that in the chats for people to be able to get in contact because we want people to engage with you, to get in this process, become a disciple maker and become disciple making church. We really want to see that happen. So buddy, thank you for being here with mm -hmm. us. 
Dr. Tim Smith, thank you for guiding our discussion, putting this together. And uh, we will make sure as well that we've got the blog in there, that uh, Bill, that you've written. We're going to make sure that that's in the link as well so that folks can read that because there's some really good information in there also. And friends, um, we're going to close our time here, but we want to make sure just in case you got here late and you didn't get the note up front, we do give away a, a, a nice uh, free product source every time. So make sure that we know where you're watching from in the comments. We'll be drawing that soon and we'll let everyone know. So friends, thanks again. And as always, we want to pray that you reinvest the gospel seed that was shared with you.